Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo, or at least one of them. It kind of depends, and probably some rando too. But no complaining, because this is free. Free! This is Beauty and the Beta bonus audio content. Hello and welcome to the show. This is something new, something exciting. Probably the most common piece of feedback Blonde and I get for the podcast is you need to take call-ins. I want to be on the show. I want to ask a question. I want to talk to you guys, and I agree. I think that would be fun. Uh, It'd be a great thing to have. However, for the main show... It's already complicated enough with guests, media, music. We don't have a producer for our show, so I have to play the role of co-host and producer. I gotta do the talking, I gotta do the media management, the show production, all that. And trying to manage call-ins is just a little too complex to handle during the main show, at least as it currently exists, but there is a compromise. On Wednesday nights, I usually do gaming streams on Twitch, but I'll be honest, I don't really care about them, and a small group of people show up for them anyhow. So, I was driving home last night, not really wanting to do a gaming stream. Instead, I thought, uh, what if I just try to call in show myself? I'll bring in people on the Discord app, I'll take questions from the chat, do the type of interactive stream we can't do on the normal Sunday podcast. Lo and behold, it was a great success for a first stab with uh, more people and questions than I could manage. So, good news, I plan to do this as a regular product Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, live on YouTube. You can call in and talk to me about whatever. Blonde may be there if she wants to be there. I may have someone else with me. Who knows? It'll just be an anything-goes, audience-driven, interactive show, which is very exciting. So, again... These shows will be live on my YouTube channel Wednesday nights at 9 Eastern. I hope to catch you then. Thanks for listening to the first one and enjoy. To uh, quit your job and uh, focus on this until you find your passion. How's that going? Uh, well, so uh, we can discuss that shortly. I just started the stream. Oh, okay. Uh, so so I'm, I literally just started it up. Uh, this is, well, I guess I don't need to, I don't know. Maybe I'll introduce it now or I don't know because no one's going to watch it on demand. But Basically, we're going to do a um, discussion show with call-ins or, uh, or, or um, questions from the chat. So, uh, Eric was first, and Eric is here. So, you, you were curious about um, quitting my job, <laughs> which I did uh, back in July. And um, I can't – well, so your question was, how's it going? Well, the answer is I'm not necessarily looking for another job until – uh, what I've saved kind of runs out. So I think I'm probably good until like the end of the year. Um, and right now I'm doing this. I'm pursuing YouTube, not necessarily as a career, but just to see how far I can get it with my time, you know? Right. That's cool. <sighs> so, um, do you think, are you going to new directions with your channel? Uh, no, I mean, I think what you're, what you see now is something that, um, that is probably here to stay. I mean, uh, I am a political junkie, uh, kind of a pop culture junkie, but more of a political junkie. This is the stuff I like to comment on. This is the stuff I like to talk about. Um, 
the last year or so in in diving into politics and pop culture and all these social issues is, is, this is something i really have a passion for and i have a, i think is a lot of fun it's a grind um but it's something i really enjoy so i i wouldn't foresee any major changes that's cool yeah i've only just been acquainted with your channel for a couple of months now ah yeah. so you're pretty new yeah pretty new i think i've learned to be through crowder oh awesome yeah, it was really cool to be on his show, man. I uh, I really look up to Crowder. Yeah, I'm probably, you know, there's stuff I do agree with him on, but, um, but you know, probably more socially to the left than him on a lot of stuff. But I got to give him credit, though. Like, he gives people a fair platform no matter what yeah. position. Yeah, you, you and I might be in a similar spot then. I mean, uh, I, I definitely think I'm more of a cultural libertarian than he might be. Uh, but you know, we agree on the really important stuff, the free speech issues, the constitutional values issues. And to your point, man, he'll bring anyone on. And I have a huge amount of respect for that. And I have a huge amount of respect for people like Sally Cohn who go on his show, even though, uh, they're going to get wrecked and she kind of did get wrecked, but I still respect her for it. Um, so people in the chat, we got a healthy chat going. Uh, the deal is this. So what I'm trying tonight, I usually do gaming streams on Wednesday night. And, you know, gaming streams are, I just don't care about video games right now. And um, and I don't put a lot of effort into the video game streams, to be honest. So I figured it'd be fun to try more of an interactive type stream where maybe we can do call-ins, we can take questions from the chat, we can just talk about whatever for an hour or so. So Eric's in my uh, chat right now, uh, just talking about whatever. But if you want to get uh, in touch with me by voice, there's the link in the Discord, and we've got some people joining right now. So the way it works, you take that Discord link, I'll bring people in one by one, we'll have a chat, take a few questions, we'll have a fun time. I can't promise I can get to everything, obviously, but this is just kind of something experimental that we can try going forward that I think might be a little uh, better use of time than getting mad on Black Ops 3 or whatever I do playing video games. So, um, Eric, did you have uh, anything else that you were curious about? Yes. Uh, what do you think of this new YouTube good guys or YouTube heroes? The YouTube heroes? I saw that today. Can everybody hear Eric all right, too? I want to make sure that that's good. So in the chat, if you can't, uh, let me know. I want to make sure people can hear him. But so Eric is curious about YouTube heroes, uh, which if you didn't, I just saw it today. I don't know if it came out today, but my understanding of YouTube heroes is it's a program for basically moderators on YouTube. And they're going to be incentivized to find and flag and remove material that breaks the terms of service. But the way it was structured in the video, actually they reward, it looks like they just reward you for flagging. Like, Earn points per flag is the structure that I saw, but that doesn't seem like it could be real or true because that's, I mean, that's YouTube killing its own platform. I don't know, man. Um, between this, like the 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 weird um, advertising policy that they've had, which I think is a little bit overblown. People probably overreacted to that a little bit too much, including myself. But this Heroes thing's weird and they're getting such uh, pushback on it that, I don't know. It, it seems like they're going to have to walk it back or explain what the hell they meant by that video. Did you have a different take on it or did I miss anything? Well, I'm not, well, I'm not on YouTube at all. Uh, but you know, I just see all the people on YouTube freaking out about it. Like if they the YouTube party is over thing. So yeah. I just want to take on that. 
Uh, I mean, it looks it looks dumb, but the the advertising policy looks dumb too. And I can say for sure, as someone that makes material that's completely the same as people who are getting dinged for it, I'm, I haven't been dinged by the advertising thing at all. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying the people who are freaking out about some of these things are liars. Of, of course not. I just think that a lot of YouTube policies, it seems are so arbitrary in general. And the website is so big that these things are impossible to enforce objectively. So I don't know. Let's keep my head down and keep going, I guess. Yeah. Hey. Oh, Eggie's in here. Damn it, I didn't set it up right. Eggie's not supposed to be able to get in here. <laughs> I know Eggie. And it's not because Eggie uh -huh. specifically is not supposed to be able to get in here. I just I want to move people in one by one. Uh, but, but I should, uh, in the interest of, of giving everyone a fair shot, I probably should um, bring another uh, uh, someone else in here to, to speak, Eric, if you're cool with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, be in touch anytime. All right. Have a good night. You too. Okay, let's try Dennis. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold up! I gotta, I gotta pause the stream. All right, What's all right, up, cool. Dog? I, 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 um, I, I apologize to everyone who's in the waiting room too, because I, am trying to manage all this. So I don't know who was here first. I'm gonna try to get through as many people as I can. So I know there's gonna be some unfairness going on. Sorry if you were here before, Dennis. I'll keep moving through. Oh, but. Yeah. What's good, so, Dennis? What's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, you know, see, stuff is good. Stuff is all right. So. My main question, the main thing that I wanted to ask you, Mr. Skagman, the man Skag. <laughs> yeah, the, the YouTuber formerly known as, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to ask you, what do you really feel about the Second Amendment and firearms as a whole? Like, you know, all the you know, you know, the new bans and sanctions on, like, Russian firearms and then all the, the barrel shroud bans and all this arbitrary stuff. What is your full take on that? This um, So I've really come around on this in the last... I would say year, maybe less um, because I used to be someone who I will now admit was just less informed. And I truly do believe this is generally an issue that uh, relies on people being misinformed or uninformed. I personally believe the second amendment is of course not about rifles, not about guns. It's about your right to self-preservation. And that's something that's very important. Now, uh, there are limitations on that that already exist, right? It's virtually impossible for uh, a private citizen to get uh, a suppressed firearm or a fully automatic firearm or something that is truly of military design. People like to say semi-automatic -auto rifles are military design. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're civilian design. The AR-15 is a civilian design weapon. Uh, so uh, do I believe in quote unquote reasonable restrictions or common sense restrictions? Yeah, I do, but I believe we already have them. So if someone has a proposal to fix a gap in the law that exists, I, I would listen to it provided that it's not some kind of undue uh, restriction on, on what is a constitutional right. And I think that's where the people who, um, the people who are, most vocal and supportive restricting gun access kind of trip up because at the end of the day, we have to be honest that this is currently a constitutional right. Maybe that's uh, correct. Maybe it's not, maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But what I don't like is when they say, Oh yeah, I believe in the second amendment, but here's a whole list of, of 
arbitrary restrictions that are mostly cosmetic, like in the case of the assault weapons ban, mostly cosmetic, not actually effective. If you're comfortable with that, those types of restrictions on a second amendment constitutional right, are you comfortable with those types of restrictions on say a first amendment constitutional right on a fourth amendment constitutional right on any constitutional right? So the most honest people to me are actually the ones who say you shouldn't have a constitutional right to bear arms. That's a mistake. I don't agree with them, but they're honest. Is that kind of a quick and dirty explanation? I hope. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess I can, I can understand where you're coming from on that. Uh, I, I will also say what worries me is a lot of people seem to have an eagerness to surrender their, self, uh, their right to self-defense to the state. I think that's worrisome. Of course, uh, if someone comes in my house, I'm going to call the cops. And I, and of course I appreciate the, the emergency responders who are going to take care of that, but there is time in the interim. And I believe that I, as everyone else has a right to protect my home in that interim. And, and I don't want to surrender that right to the state. I, I don't. So All I don't right. know. I think, I think we mostly have it right at present. Are you, um, just out of curiosity, do you, do you, is there anything in with that or that I've said that you'd take issue with or that you find um, objectionable? Well, not necessarily. I mean, you phrased it, you know, very well. And I mean, there's not really anything that you specifically said that I disagree with. The, the issue with me mainly is when they start putting sanctions on other countries simply because they're foreign. Like right now you can't buy an AK from Russia. You would have hmm. to go to Russia, buy it then ship it through an FFL. And even though, you know, it's basically no different than an AR-15, you know, the same interchangeable magazines. I could put maybe a drum, maybe a 30 round, et cetera, et cetera. Only it's just that it's from Russia. I'm not allowed to have it for some odd reason. That's just what really gets to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about that law, to be honest. But if that, I mean, if that's what it is, I, I would need someone to give me an explanation. I mean, if it is exactly the same as any other firearm the only distinction is it's manufactured abroad yeah give or give or take i mean you know the design is different but at their core you know they're both semi-automatic rifles that can accept detachable magazines etc etc but i've taken enough of your time i'm very happy with your explanation it was really great talking to you cool dude great dude appreciate it great great cool dude thanks a lot i appreciate it and i i hope to kind of mix in this format going forward so hopefully we'll chat again in the meantime Email, Twitter, you can find me. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good night, Dennis. Okay, so uh, everyone in the chat, I see is mad at me because I'm not taking enough questions from the chat. If you're waiting in the Discord app, if you follow that link that's in the description, you can hop in the Discord app. You'll get in a waiting room. I'll bring you in. We can have a chat like I just did with Eric and Dennis. There's a lot of people, guys, and I'm the, I'm, I'm everything. I'm the host. I'm the producer. I'm trying to manage every little thing. So... I can't realistically get to everything that's going on here. I'll try to go back and forth. I'll go uh, bring someone into chat by voice. I'll take a question from the chat. We'll go back and forth. Go for as long as I can here. Aim for about an hour. We'll try to do this going forward because I think this might be a successful format that's interactive for people. And that's an area that I don't uh, accommodate very much. So we'll keep going. Trying to do the best I can. Sorry. Uh, Okay. what series have I done that I would like to bring back? I don't, I don't know, man. I make, uh, I, I make videos that I want to make. And, and um, I saw a question earlier about Omegle. 
you know, maybe I'll go on Omegle again sometime. But to be honest, this is the thing that people don't understand about going on Omegle to make videos. And if you've been around my channel for a long time, you remember those. It's not that fun. Okay. You have to be on there for like two hours to get five minutes of footage and you can only make so many like dick jokes and nude jokes and uh, all the, it, it gets very repetitive. It gets very repetitive. It, I don't think, I think some of the videos are quite funny. Yeah. Like, and, and they can be, but it's not fun to make. I don't enjoy making it. Uh, I make videos that I enjoy. And right now that's like, I don't know, getting analytical with, with the uh, politics and pop culture stuff. So I make what I want to make and hopefully um, people enjoy it. So uh, the mic stand is a Rode uh, mic arm, uh, as is the microphone. It's a Rode Procaster. Uh, Rode makes good stuff. I had a, a Blue Yeti for the longest time, switched over to Rode because those kept breaking. So Rode stuff, uh, I'm sold now. Okay, we'll bring someone else in from the, uh, from the um, voice uh, chat here, and it's in alphabetical order. So I'm just going to have to pick at random, guys. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, Matt has a good name. Let's bring in Matt because I like that name. Matt. You are in. Can you hear me? You might have your mic muted. Make sure in the bottom left. Oh, there you go. Uh, hello. You're really, really soft. I can barely hear you. Uh, I apologize for that. Here, let I me turn you up a little bit. I might be able to get you a little louder. All righty. Okay, try again. Uh, hello. That sounds a little better. What's up, Matt? Uh, sorry, I don't know how to phrase this question. Uh, <laughs> listening sorry. to your listening to your outros, it yeah. sounds like kind of like an emo song, kinda. And I was wondering, like, what type of music you're into. Sorry, it's not like a political question. But... Yeah. So, um, so the music. No, man. All questions are fair game. Ask me, what did I call the chat? Like, ask me whatever, ask me anything, whatever those things are. Unless it's like obscenely personal. <laughs> Everything's totally cool. Yeah. So the music, the outro music is actually by my friend Josh. Uh, and he is also a Montanan, though we were college friends. Uh, we went to college together in Portland, Oregon. And I think what he calls, he he's the best guitarist I've ever known. And he calls his music like, uh, math core. I don't know. He's into like weird music. Like, um, I don't know. He's just so, into like really technical music that I'm not necessarily keen on, but I really do like that particular song. I actually like mostly all his music, but that particular song, the one I mostly use is called terms. Um, and you can download all his music for free. Uh, it's linked in my descriptions if you enjoy it. Um, but as far as, um, what music I like to listen to, it really depends. So, um, if I'm like sitting and getting work done, I like to listen to like, um, I don't know, like a lot of softer, like acoustic folky stuff. If I'm like, I don't, I listen to a lot less music now than I used to. Like when I was in high school and when I was in college and I was more like youthful and into going to shows and stuff. But, uh, the time I'm mostly listen to music now is snowboarding. And I, for whatever reason, when I'm snowboarding, I really like like eighties pop and like eighties one hit wonders and just kind of like. I don't know, upbeat, like cheesy, poppy music. So I, I don't know. I don't necessarily have like a favorite genre or like a particular niche. Um, I will tell you the only, I, I don't really hate any music either. The only, the only, if I hated a genre, it would be bro country. If you're familiar with bro country. Oh, stadium country. That's not really country. It's yeah, just no, it's definitely not really country, but, um, 
but yeah, the, the kind that's like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, I can't even name the bands cause I dislike it so much that I don't even listen to them, but the kind of country that's always like jacked up truck in a pair of hot women, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what Bo reference to in a standup. Yeah. Clearly I'm not a, a country musician, but, um, anything else on your mind? Um, yeah, I did think of like a, I guess a political question coming from Portland, Oregon, which is a fairly liberal city to Montana, Montana, which some have told me is a uh, fairly conservative. Have you noticed like any major difference between the types of people or. So I actually, I went to junior high and high school here in Montana and then I went out to Portland, um, for college. And then I, um, and then I went to San Francisco for a few years and worked there. Then I came back. Um, yeah, I mean, the school I went to in Portland in general, you, you could say is, is, uh, definitely a liberal town, kind of like a hippie town. Um, but I graduated in 2010 and all, all this SJW stuff and this like crazy regressive left, this authoritarian left that we're seeing now, that is something I never experienced. The closest thing there were like, there were hints of it when I was in college. I remember like one time, um, debating with a friend at the cafeteria table, whether it's racist to have like, uh, to find some races more attractive than others, like for dating, like I, Oh, I generally find like Asian women attractive, or I generally don't find this type attractive. She was trying to convince me that's racist. And that was the first time that was the first time where I my eyebrows started to raise a little bit. Cause of course you're not judging people's value as people. You're simply saying something that's the equivalent of like, I think blondes are hotter than brunettes or whatever. doesn't mean that blondes are more valuable people than brunettes or anything like that. Uh, and so I've been really interested to talk to college kids now. Cause this is just something that didn't happen. Like I remember, so when I was in school there, we'd even have conservative speakers come. I remember the most controversial one was John Bolton, who was um, Bush's UN ambassador. And that was at the time when the war was a lot more controversial or shortly after the height of the wars controversy. And there were some grumbling on campus, but nobody tried to get him banned. Nobody deplatformed him. Nobody said, you're not allowed to come here. People would go to hear him speak and ask him pressing questions fairly. You know, why did you, why do you advocate this? Why do you support that? Why do you think this was a good idea? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, and since I've been gone, my campus in Portland, Oregon, I went to Lewis and Clark college. It's a small uh, liberal arts college in Southwest Portland. There was a, there was some fake violence on campus uh, last fall. Somebody claimed a, a, a Rwandan uh, um, student, a student from Rwanda, claimed to have been beaten up in the Rose Garden on campus on account of his race at like three in the morning, and it, and it could never be substantiated. There was no evidence. He refused to talk to police, but it was this big deal. So I know it's kind of invading my campus even a little bit, but um, to answer your question, man the politics were a little bit different. Montana's, I would say Montana's kind of a libertarian place. It's, it's sort of schizophrenic with its politics. It'll, um, vote for a, like, a, you know, in mid and, and late two thousands, it voted for a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage at the time, but they also voted in medicinal marijuana. So they have kind of sometimes socially conservative, sometimes socially progressive. It's just, it's very independent minded state. Uh, we, for the longest time had two democratic senators, 
uh, and a Democratic governor. Now we have a split in the Senate and a Democratic governor. So it's certainly not um, like Wyoming or Idaho, which are neighboring states that are much more conservative. Montana is just kind of like a live and let live place, to be honest, um, fiscally and, and socially. So the politics were different, but the people weren't really different. this whole like you will think like I will or you will be deplatformed thing that's something new to me man I I, I never saw that yeah I know what you mean I was going to go see uh, Milo at UCF because I live in Orlando but I was going there and then I read that he was basically censored and I don't know what to think because I was going to go to UCF but I don't know what to think anymore so do you live in Orlando uh, yeah. I so how close are you to miles. like Pulse? Uh, I'm about like eight miles away. Okay. Close enough. Do, do you have any personal connection to it? If it's not too personal for me to, to ask? Uh, I don't, but some of my friends do. Okay. And they're still very touchy on the subject. Yeah, no, I would hope that everyone's um, doing all right. I mean, watching the news of that day was just unbelievable man i i remember i don't know i was just out in the garage getting work done and watching news of that come in that whole it happened on a saturday night and i spent the whole uh sunday morning and stuff i think it was a saturday night or maybe it was a friday night can't remember but i just remember the day after just listening to the news and people being interviewed and trying to find missing people and all that stuff it sucked yeah it sucks to know that my city is a home to the biggest or one of the biggest uh, terrorist attacks in America, uh, aside from 9-11. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but I, I haven't spent that much time in Orlando. I did go to, it's Disney World in Orlando, right? Yeah I, yeah, I think so. I'm not too big on to Disney, but I go to Universal a lot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I took a childhood vacation there, so I, I have some fond memories at least. All right, sick. Uh, I just <laughs> wanted to uh, say thanks for... Uh, invite me to talk onto your platform and yeah, man. Uh, keep doing God's work. Uh, I don't know if I'd qualify it as that, but uh, it is, it is fun and I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks dude. Okay. So people who might be new in the chat, um, something I'm new, I'm trying where I'm trying to bring in people by voice, which you can do if you follow the link in the description or take questions from the chat, kind of going back and forth. Can't get to everybody doing the best I can. Thanks for being patient. Thanks for, um, you know, uh, understanding that I'm doing the best I can. I'm uh, assuming I'm not a jerk, all that kind of stuff. So I said, I go back to a question from the chat. I think there was one I'm going to go up. Sorry. uh, Opinion about pressure cooker control, ban them all, ban them all. Um, Do I support the military? Of course I support the military. My brother um, was an army paratrooper. I actually run a scholarship uh, for vets at Montana state university, which I will talk about later down the line. Um, But yeah, Big military. I, mean, I think everybody's a military fan, but um, the, those guys and those women deserve our support, and they uh, sacrifice things that I never could. Uh, the callers are pretty low. Yeah, I know. I think it's it's just the last couple, so I'll try to bump them up because uh, earlier it was it was higher. Uh, How did I become a Minnesota sports fan? Born in Minnesota, grew up in Minnesota. Whole family. Whoa. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'll bring people in. Um, I saw a question earlier I wanted to get to, do I support a full Muslim ban, Muslim immigration ban? Okay. Yeah, here it is. Do you fully support the idea of putting a ban on Muslims entering America? I can't, I can't figure out where I stand on this. And I've kind of voiced my frustration with this on the podcast. I think, uh, 
because the the values that make this country great free speech free assembly free religion do whatever you want think whatever you want be whoever you want those are crucially important and i would never want to compromise those values however we have a global ideology that is the opposite of that that is the enemy of that the antagonist to that that says this is how you will live this is who you will be this is what you will believe and if you don't we will kill you we will blow your things up we will harm you we will die for our cause so uh realistically speaking do uh, you have to do something to make sure that the immigrants coming into this country share our values. That's what's crucial. It's not necessarily, are you a Muslim or are you not? Do you share our values? Do you, are you, do you believe in secular democracy and our constitutional values? How do you do that? You could ban people from Muslim countries. That's probably overbroad. You could do what Donald Trump has kind of revised it to be, which is like this ideological test. Check the boxes. Do you believe gays should have rights? Do you believe women are equals? All these things. But you can just lie on that. Steven Crowder has a proposal that is a joke kind of, but I actually think I seriously think it's kind of a good idea, which is this immigrants from Muslim countries. You can come here provided we vetted you. We think you'll flourish here. We think you share our values all the other processes done. But the final test, you got to draw Muhammad. You can draw a flattering picture of him. You can make uh, a cheap, quick cartoon if you want, but you got to draw Muhammad. Why? Because that shows that you're committed to the secular values of this country. Sounds like a joke, but I'm actually serious. Draw Muhammad. That's the test. Then you can come in. Okay, let's bring in another uh, chatter. Uh, Eggy, I'll bring you in, man. Eggy's a friend of mine. Make it quick, dude. <laughs> what? What? Oh, you you want me now? <laughs> yeah, I want you now because you barged in here. You barged in. Shit. <laughs> so- What's up, dude? How you been, man? So, did you uh, actually like full on quit your job? Yeah, yeah, I did back in uh, uh, July first. Um, and interestingly, so and it's not as reckless as you might think because um, I've I'm pretty careful with how I live, and so you know I've bought some time. It's not I'm not at risk or anything like that. And I decided to do it the right way. Like I put in my two weeks, left on good terms, all these things. At the time, I was I told Blonde I, I was like I, I'm going to do this. Uh, Um, And, you know, maybe it'll work and maybe I'll have to find something else or not. And then like shortly thereafter, Blonde was like, fuck it. And she quit her job like on the spot. She she just didn't go to work. (laughs) So I inspired her to do a terrible thing. Huh? How many subs does she have? Uh, She just crossed 10,000. Okay. Like, I know you're not really supposed to talk about how much you make on YouTube, but at 27,000, is that enough to pay rent and no like no, no, comfortably no. I, no no i'm not anywhere close to a livable income on youtube certainly in ad revenue um patreon and and some other platforms help uh but I, you know if, if i wanted to make it a livable income uh there's a ways to go uh, and, well, and i don't have expectation for that to happen um i'm just going to do everything i can to maximize it with some time off that i've bought myself so you know, in all likelihood, I have to find something else to do in 2017, but I would like to use YouTube as a selling point for myself to get some, to get a cool job, not as something to like hide. And before I had to hide it and try to make sure the, the right people didn't find it or anything like that. What job so, are you thinking that you could parlay this into? 
Uh, I think, you know, you make enough network, uh, you do enough networking on YouTube and you get to know enough people. Um, there's a lot of different jobs in a lot of different media. Uh, and, and certainly I'd like to maybe write for somebody. Certainly maybe I'd like to join a network and do something. Um, I'm I don't a know. writer for yeah. Yeah. Well, I could do that. Maybe I could get in there like uh complete and be oh, like, um, yeah, well I could be like a parody writer, but they wouldn't know it's parody. That would be pretty awesome. Just take it down from the inside, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how, how could I go any more extreme than they already have? <laughs> Did you, uh, I can't remember. I, Oh, I didn't, I don't think I sent you it because my internet was so shitty, but I got to send you this one of uh Huffington post where they're talking about the, uh, string cheese packaging was sexist did you ever see that one yeah i think so um, <laughs> okay oh r- real quick before i let you go uh if it's not yeah. too personal and stop me yeah. if it's too personal because sometimes you'll share things with me um it's too personal already get the fuck out of here yeah okay well want? i was gonna say if it is too personal i won't but if mm-hmm. i'm just curious if you want if you wanted to offer some commentary or insight on some of your online dating experiences with people who are not very forthright about their gender. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a, ha- you, you mean right now or like, uh, just, later like date? just, Oh no, I mean right now. Like if you, you know, just like a oh. quick, just kind of a quick story about, um, I don't know, maybe a funny experience. Uh, well I haven't been, um, I fortunately haven't been full on catfished uh, to the point where right. I was already, you know, meeting them. And then, you know, the wall came crumbling down. I was just like, Jesus Christ. But there's been uh, definite times where I was, I was about ready to like leave my house. I'm like, all right, I'm meeting you. And then they finally like broke down. They're just like, so, okay. I just, I just want to let you know that like, um, you know, I, I really like you and you're really cool, but I just want to let you know that I'm actually, am transitioning i'm like 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 what transitioning like it just didn't hit me at first where i'm just like what you're like transitioning careers or colleges or like that and i was like oh no like yeah you okay with that i'm like i'm okay if you are but no we're not meeting now like you know clearly this is not cool but the thing that i mean it is kind of a first world problem for me to bitch about like this is such a pain in the ass even though it's like really doesn't affect me but uh is like the fact that uh the dating site i use is okay cupid just because it's pretty ubiquitous mm-hmm. and it is free is um they do have like uh, all these the new fucking gender identities of like demisexual queer sexual you know, of course like you know a, just a huge checklist and they but they still have like the binary um you know it's like are you a man or woman uh, you know, for the check boxes, but then in your uh, profile, you can have like the tags of like transgender and stuff like that. So you'll still have dudes who are, you know, either they just say they're transgender or they're actually going to make the transition and stuff like that, but they can still mark whatever the hell they want and just misrepresent themselves as a woman. And then you start talking to them and, and then you click on their profile and 99 times out of a hundred, all their profile pictures are super like, you know, like, like Blair white level a- ambiguous. <laughs> like Dude, all their yeah. profile pictures are just like, but I'm telling you, man, Blair, Blair. I love, I love Blair. Like I love following Blair on Twitter. Cause it, she's one of the best Twitter followers as I was talking about, uh, 
Oh, she's amazing. The podcast. She, she just like burned something real good uh, a few minutes ago. N- nobody has confused more erections than Blair White. I swear to God. Oh, dude, she's she's amazing. Like the first time I saw her, I was just like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> shit. yeah. So, but like, not not the. I haven't seen anyone as good as her, but um, and God, I would love to meet her. But uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, but I <laughs> so seen yeah, so maybe Blair's the exception for you if you got to. You know, oh, okay, fine. Totally. I'll meet you. All right, fine. Yeah, I, I, I actually totally would. Uh, but like, I haven't seen anyone on there that's uh, as good as her on her level is. But she, yeah. uh, there are definitely people on there where like you really have to put on the you know the the detective cap and like do some research and be like, <laughs> all right, I got to see if there's an Adam's apple, you know, yeah, like yeah. one of these, and like sometimes like they won't even say on their profile they'll they'll just say like a total full-on woman and then like you'll message them and and like it takes like an hour to get it out of them before they finally like i don't know who so, they think they're full uh, you think you'd want to be i mean i i met my girlfriend on tinder I'm, I'm, a, I'm a success story i got some echo yeah <laughs> a tinder success story success story um, i'm getting some echo on your end but um but yeah i mean i i spent a little bit of time on tinder and it was like let's just get let's get the, the deal breakers out of the way nobody wants to waste time you know i don't understand why you want to mislead someone in that very crucial area that's like i mean philosophical deal breakers are one thing but um equipment deal breakers pretty tough anyway dude i appreciate the uh the insight and i this is you know any of you guys in the online dating game probably share Eggie's pain anyway uh, I'm gonna let you go, but uh, especially if you live in the Pacific Northwest, Jesus right, Christ! Right. All right, dude. All right. Well, I'll, I'll catch you. I'm sure on Twitter sometime soon. Yeah. Later. All right. Have a good night, man. Okay. Uh, let's take a question from the chat. Uh, what are my thoughts on people advocating for the assassination of Donald Trump on Facebook or Twitter? They shouldn't do that. And I believe, I mean, that could be criminal, could it not? I'm not an expert on that, but I don't think you can advocate for assassination. Uh, I, but I'm sure t- Facebook and Twitter think it's fine. You know, if you uh, talk about Hillary's illness, you'll be banned immediately, but advocate Donald Trump's assassination, probably cool. Anyway, uh, press three for the manatee. All right, cool. There's a, there's a three for the manatee. Uh, da, 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 da. thoughts on Hannibal Burris. I don't know that much about him. I mean, I know he was the guy who really brought the Cosby stuff to light and I've watched some Hannibal Burris stand up on Netflix. And I didn't think it was that funny, but to be fair, I get easily bored with most stand up, and I am notoriously hard to please with stand up. So, uh, it might not be Hannibal's fault. Okay. Let's bring another caller in. Uh, da, 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 da. Hello. Oh, all right. Well, since you're here, Cinna, <laughs> uh, but I didn't bring you in. You just kind of hopped in. But what's on your mind? I just, I just appreciate you, and I think that it's really crappy that that Keem Lard uh, kicked you from the Triggered Podcast. Oh, he no, he didn't kick me, man. I left. I left. But um, but he must have been a very drum dramatic and a drama queen. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the podcast is over, and it's leaving that show ended up being beneficial for me. Cause I get to do stuff that's more aligned with what I want to make. I and always I'll, loved your opinions during the podcast. That. And, um, 
And, you know, it, it's let uh, the rest of the guys go on to make something better for them, too. Like Eddie and uh, and and um, Frito's channel on Overwatch is just blown up like that. That's it, it, it. Ultimately, it worked out for everybody. So I ain't even mad. Am I a Keemstar fan? Nope, I am not. Neither am I. But, you know, I don't really worry about it either. But I appreciate the appreciate your support for that show and that you stuck around, too, um, since. So if people yeah. aren't clear, a lot of people who are new to my channel won't know, but back about a year ago, I did a different podcast that Keemstar was on. It ended up being very controversial because he and I did not see eye to eye. Well, it was more than that we didn't see eye to eye. It's that uh, we had, I don't know, let's say different um, different values in how discussion should be handled. How about that? So... I'm not here to talk shit on Keem though, but you know, I like many others did not find him to be workable and I, I left and it worked out better, but I appreciate your kind words, man. Anything else you want to chat about? I think, I think that's about it. I just wanted to tell you that uh, you're a real inspiration, my dude. Hey, uh, heavy words like that always hit me hard. Cause, um, I, I'm just sitting in this room. I don't know typing away and filming stuff and doing whatever. So I appreciate that a lot. Uh, and I appreciate you watching my stuff. I'm just, I'm going to go now. I'm going to keep watching the stream though. Cool. Thanks man. Have a good night. All right, see you. All right. What else we got? What else we got? Did I pull the trigger on Harambe? Do you think I would do that? Jeez. Such a low opinion, such skepticism of me. I did Harambe. Stop this. Stop this. We all know Hillary did it. Um, where did I go to college? I went to Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. It's a political science major, graduated 2010. Small school, Southwest Portland. Really cool. I like, I mean, it's politically liberal, but man, the professors there were awesome. Um, you could go, um, no matter what you said, they were all about the Socratic method. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Why, 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 why four years of that hammered into me, man. I went to that school as like an idealistic liberal idiot might've been a Triglypuff myself. And when I came out, you know, I was still, I would have considered myself and was politically liberal, but I was a much more thoughtful person, much more aware of the flaws in my own viewpoints. And, um, and they did a damn good job of preparing thinkers and I hope they still do. So, uh, I really like the school. And I hope it's still as good as it was. I haven't been, haven't really been back since I graduated. And that was six years ago. Is Blair in? Oh, where people are talking about Blair. Oh, Blair is in here. <laughs> What's up, Blair? Okay. So Blair, I'll give you the context. My friend Eggie joined and Eggie has this. Well, Blair, if you want to hop in, I'll let you in on the discord too. So Blair, um, my friend Eggy was talking about his online dating experiences and he has this struggle where there are people who are not forthright about their gender immediately. And that leads him to problems. And of course we were saying certainly not everyone who is transitioning or has transitioned has the passing power of the one and only lovely Miss Blair White. So that is how Blair White was the standard by which all others are compared and the standard to which no one else can ascend. So I assure you it was very complimentary. I assure you uh, that we appreciate Blair. So, and thanks for coming. Anyway, let's bring in another caller. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Sorry, dude, sorry, people. I'm picking at random here. I know some of you have been waiting. How about... All right. Um, I'm going to bring in Emmett. No, wait. Didn't I already bring in Emmett? I don't know. Sorry. Uh, false alarm. Let's try Jake. What's up, you've been waiting. What's up, Jake? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, Hi. man. You can hear me? Hey, let me just mute your stream. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool. So um, I don't know if you heard about uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, tweet about the Skittles analogy. <laughs> yeah. He, oh, everyone's hanging on his every tweet, aren't they? Every Instagram <laughs> post and every tweet. Oh, sorry about that. Um, so I'm I was fine. just curious what, uh, what you thought about that. What I th- what do I think about the tweet, like the message of it? So the the like message there's, like, there's there's both the tweet, like you know, the context, and then the the contra- like the with the Skittles, how he didn't get permission and stuff. Does he it's need permission from Skittles? I mean, I know Skittles reacted and they're like, "We don't approve of this." Um, one. There's some controversy thing he should have. I don't know. Whatever. Well, I know Skittles is trying to distance themselves from the political message, but. And I know, so the, to explain people who aren't explain to people who aren't familiar, and this is kind of a well-known metaphor that's existed for a while. Donald Trump Jr. shared a picture of a bowl of Skittles and said, "If if I gave you this bowl of Skittles and said three of them are poisoned, would you still eat a handful?" That's our Syrian refugee problem. And uh, cue this social justice rage of people saying, uh, you're, "We're not talking about Skittles; we're talking about people." And then Skittles distance themselves. I forget what, ex- what exactly they said, but they were clear that they didn't agree with the message. I don't think it's a flawed metaphor personally. And I think the outrage is a little dishonest in that we com- we're not saying people are Skittles. I mean, we, we use metaphors for people all the time. It's just a metaphor to say like, yes, we understand that any given immigrant is not necessarily guaranteed to be a threat to this country. However, uh, we do have a population of people coming from a place that doesn't necessarily share our values and that is shown to be a destructive force in other places where they've had open doors to this type of, um, or open door refugee policies, namely Europe. So do I think the reasoning of his metaphor is, is fair? I do personally. Um, and I, and I, th- I wish people who are so opposed to it would debate it on the reasoning rather than this like false reasoning of being offended that people are Skittle, people are people, not Skittles. Okay, well, that's why they're metaphors because we use something to represent something else. And that's just the nature of what, what a metaphor is when we're explaining something. So I don't know. I mean, I would say I, I probably mostly agree with it. And I, I, I'm not a fan of fake outrage. So those people can either debate the point or please shut up. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. How yeah, about you? Do you have, um, do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, my biggest issue with it is not like the, like, it's just that people don't want to talk about it. Like it's a serious thing. Like what I notice is it's not even like the outcome that I have an issue with, like with people who don't that think that there should be millions of, you know, or like some amount of refugees come into the country. I think they're, like it's more so that they're not wanting to talk about it and just saying accept it they're going to come in no matter what and yeah. i think that for me it's more so from like i'm not as strong on this subject like you know i don't have a super strong opinion on this but for mm. me it's more so let's just talk about it it's worth talking about and yeah. not just being one thing right away i mean it's like anything but more so with this because it's been a threat for a while i mean yeah and i agree and i think any reasonable person would that there is room for debate on the on the immigration issue and certainly on refugee policy and on 
the battle between our desire to be humanitarian and charitable and helpful to people who are experiencing disaster and, and having families ripped apart and all these terrible things. And we need to balance that against our interest of self-preservation and make sure we're not sacrificing American society, American integrity, American values in the process of doing that. And anyone who seems to think that you can just let people into the country without any vetting or without any formal policy and have no consequence, well, that's not just theoretically flawed. Like I said, we could look to other places of the world where that's happened and it doesn't work out well. So yeah. those people need to be honest about the competing issues. And I, I think I think one side of the debate is a little more dishonest than the other, and that's the side that's like they're not skittles, they're people, so let them all in. Well, you don't have. It's not about hate; it's about self-preservation, and that's a legitimate interest. People need to be realistic about it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for taking my question. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Right, you too. Okay. Um, from the chat, I saw a question about LOCR, which. Uh, if you're not familiar back in the day, back when I started my channel, um, the reason I got on YouTube was I made Call of Duty videos and specifically videos of uh, people I would play with my friends. People would talk shit to us and talk trash and um, we'd go back and forth and it was all about that. It was about the rage that we would get on the game. It was called the Library of COD Rage, the Library of Call of Duty Rage. And I haven't made it in forever because the way the games are structured, it's basically made it impossible to make it anymore because you can't record everyone anymore. Microsoft and Sony kind of clearly cracked down on your ability to record voice chat in the game. So would I make it again? Maybe. Uh, I Truthfully, I just don't play video games as much as I did then because YouTube is kind of my go-to hobby. And honestly, it's transitioning. It's taking more and more time as I get more and more into it. So I only play a few hours of video games a week, to be honest, uh, and just not enough to make video game content. And honestly, people don't come to me necessarily for video game content anymore, even though I do enjoy playing them. So I wouldn't be optimistic about it, but at the same time, I ain't never going to delete those uh, those classic videos either, so they're here to stay. Uh, da, da, that's, yeah, KSI for life, nice. Okay, uh, let's bring in another caller since I got a lot to get to. 740, I was hoping to get through all the callers, you guys, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that because um, I, I will have to cap it at an hour. But like I said, I'm going to do this on an ongoing basis. I think this is a successful um, format. So, uh, okay, yeah, sorry. I will bring you in. Uh, Lala Lena, let's get you in here. You are in La La Lina, but your mic is muted, so you'll have to un unmute it real quick. Oh, you left. You left. Okay, uh, here's another question. I'll read Spaceman's question. We'll see if La La Lina can figure it out. Uh, how the hell is the guy yelling, you're a fucking white male? You're fucking a white male, by the way. Get the quote right. The intro for Beauty and the Beta not Frito. Sounds exactly like him. You think Frito sounds like AIDS Skrillex? That's kind of funny. I suppose, but maybe. But when Frito's screaming like that, it was usually kind of in jest. I don't think he screams like that seriously the way that AIDS Skrillex did. If you're not familiar, Frito uh, was a was the guy who started the old podcast I was on. Um, so yeah, you're fucking a white male. Don't forget. Uh, La La Lena, did you... I'll try to bring you in once more. But yeah, I guess their voices do sound kind of similar now that I now that I think about it. All right. Um, 
We'll see if we can get that figured out. Christian, we'll bring you in. Christian. Good. Hey, there you go, man. What's up? Oh, hey, man. What's up? I'm doing well. What's on your mind? Uh, I was kind of here just chilling in the chat. I didn't really have a question. Oh, okay. Well, this is if, if you got anything to say, here's your platform. Otherwise, I'll pull someone else in. I think I'm good, dude. Uh, you know, keep up the good work, making good videos. Uh, I, I DM you on Twitter sometimes. I don't know if you know. Uh, what's your handle? I'll probably, I probably recognize uh, at, it. At S1K. S1K? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess I'll have to check my DMs. And maybe it's been a while. Keep up the great videos, dude. You're right. Great inspiration. I See appreciate you. it, man. Thanks very much. Have a good night. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's try another. Keenan. Keenan, you are in. If you want to unmute your mic, I will wait a moment and take a question from the chat. <laughs> Blair, you useless tranny. Get in the conversation. <laughs> Uh, uh, just dropped in to talk about burning down Charlotte, North Carolina right now. Are they back at it? Because, uh, before, so I just left oh, the house no. for a couple hours. Uh, one moment, Keenan, I'll be right with you. Thanks. Uh, yeah. thanks for joining. Um, right. so there, yeah, you're a little low. I'll turn you up in just a second. Um, so that's, that's what I'm working on for tomorrow's video. The stuff in North Carolina is just grotesque. Absolutely disgusting. We got to get serious about countering this ideology black lives matter and and this ideology of victimhood is is becoming really toxic and consequential for a lot of communities we got to get serious about it anyway if that doesn't sound too trumpish of me keenan what's up man or i shouldn't assume keenan is usually a male name but maybe not keenan I can kind of see your mic moving, but if if you're talking, it's very very soft. You still there? Hey. Hey, there you go. What's going on? What's I, on I am a male, and I identify as male as well. <laughs> All right, yes, great. I'm here. Great. Cool. Uh, hey, so I wasn't planning to call in or anything, but no, come on. Uh, yeah, I can't really boost it, so I'm just gonna yell. Hopefully, no, you're you can good. Hear I, yeah, I got you. All right, I got you good now. Uh, yeah, I was nice just and clear. curious. Oh wow, there's a huge delay. Anyway, yeah, there's a delay on the stream for oh. sure. So just disregard right, the stream that. for now. I was but... confusing myself there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I could see how that'd be confusing. Uh, I was just curious. Thought I'd ask you a question. What is your favorite and least favorite part of this election? Because everyone knows it's an utter shit show. So. <laughs> Yeah, your your pros and cons of this election. And if we're going pros and cons too, what about a bit of a curveball? What is your what is something you would criticize Trump on and yeah. praise Hillary Clinton on? Ooh. Ooh. The, the former I can do, the latter. Ooh, you're putting me on the spot there. Uh let's get to the pros and cons first. So the pro, look, I love this election from just like a pure entertainment standpoint, like political junkie, grab a bowl of popcorn, watch the show type thing. Because this, um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of like- I like the reaction there. I know that cr criticize Hillary Clinton, I mean, pra praise Clinton is a little difficult. <laughs> 
Well, so, I mean, this election is like, it's kind of cliche to say like an election of first because it's the first female nominee. And that is, I mean, even though it's not a reason you should vote for someone, that's still something that's noteworthy. So that's kind of makes it interesting. But just the stuff that's being said. And of course, Trump has kind of gone into territory of bluntness that not a lot of candidates go into. Um, but the level of conspiracy theorizing has just been incredibly entertaining too. I, I I think Hillary's take on Pepe and this like fear of the alt right, this this conspiracy theorizing on the alt right is amazingly entertaining. I can't believe a cartoon frog is like a serious issue in the election. And if if Trump wins, the the Pepes are going to be the best ever. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. So. Uh, that's a pro for the election of Khan. Um, I, this is a purely a matter of opinion. It's not necessarily verifiable. I think that this is probably the least honest debate of a presidential election that I've seen in my lifetime, which isn't very long. I mean, I first voted in the 08 election and I kind of paid attention to someone's calling me. Sorry. I kind of paid attention to the, um, the 04 election too, because that was Bush Kerry. I, I think on, I just think we'll, we'll see, maybe the debates will change it, but I think the candidates are really kind of straw manning one another and taking on issues that aren't really of substance. Um, and I've not seen a lot of substantive policy proposal from either side. I mean, Trump to get into what I would criticize Trump for, there's several things. I don't, I would like to see someone who's more thoughtful with language than he is. And I'm not, that's not to say like, I hate him for his mean words. Well, no, I'm just saying that there, if he just took a moment to express some of his ideas a little more artfully, I think that they would uh, attach more, uh, people would latch onto them a little bit better. And and I, I, I say that criticism with full acknowledgement that if he was a more thoughtful speaker, he probably wouldn't be him and he'd probably be more boring. So, you know, I mean, if, if he, if he was more careful with his words, he wouldn't be Trump and he might not have the appeal that he does. Uh, I would also criticize him for being on basically every side of every issue ever. The reason he's appealing to me is because he is an enemy of like the worst people in society that I want to have minimal political influence. But if you want me to talk about like, well, what's, what's Trump's policy is on, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, foreign intervention or, or, um, taxation or healthcare, all these things, man, he's been, or abortion or whatever. He's been on every side of everything. And some of that's historical. Like he's changed his position over time, which is fine because people can evolve over time. But some of it's like, man, he's said different things from last year to now or last month to now. So he's not a very clear candidate on his policy proposals. Now, the, the hardest question, what would I praise Hillary for? My God, dude, you may have stumped me, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, I find her to be so off-putting in essentially every single way. Is there anything redeeming that she's offered it? I, I can't, like if the question was Bernie, I could, but she has cheated her way to where she is. She has lied about several things along the way. I find her to be an off-putting person just in style, uh, in terms of how she presents and carries herself. I think that she's been wrong on a lot of issues that have been incredibly consequential. I think she's dishonest in almost every way. I think, 
I don't know. I, okay, how about this? Like she has um, born like she has born many hilarious memes. Like a lot of things she said have given birth to a lot of hilarious reaction memes and internet reaction. Does that count? Like her, she has been so off putting that the reaction to her has been hilarious. Is that a good enough way? <laughs> a good enough way to praise her? I don't know. Can I flip it back on you? I don't know where you stand politically, but if you have praise for Hillary, I offer you the floor. You still there, Keenan? All right, I'll uh, I'll take a question from the chat. We'll see if you can pop back in. Uh, let's see. Let's see what the chat thinks about. Um... All right. Um, I'm oh, sorry if there's a huge delay here. I was having some technical issues, so I'm actually listening to you on the stream. So oh, it's, gotcha. Yes, I'm here, but I'm like probably 20 seconds behind or something. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to talk in not real time. Sorry about that. No um, oh, there we go. All right. So yeah, it's like 15 seconds delay. Ah. But yeah, so let's see. Um no, I can't really praise Clinton either. It's pretty much the same. It's, it's she is very off-putting. She is like there's the whole corruption issue. It's massive. She shouldn't be where she is, but she is. And but if I can answer those questions too, the questions yeah, sure. I asked. Of course. Uh, one thing I like about this election is just that there it's making a lot of people question. You have a lot of people. I used to be liberal as well. You have a lot of people. Mm -hmm who aren't necessarily shifting to the exact opposite side, but the, the phrase I've heard more this election than I've ever heard before is, I used to be liberal, but... Yeah. And yeah. I just think that's that a really interesting... It's making people push outside of their comfort zone and question their old beliefs and try to reach a more... more not necessarily neutral, but more open-minded... open-minded place. And yeah. it's been really interesting for me personally to evolve those beliefs as well yeah, um, I can I speak from personal experience see, what else that, was I, um, say? I mean this this last year has led me to question my political oh, yeah, the, persuasions the in a way that I Hillary Clinton never have sure. is losing to a cartoon frog that is yeah, fictional that she herself picked a fight with I just find yeah. that yeah. magnificent so I'll, exactly. I'll put that in the Hillary Clinton pro columns how about that <laughs> Losing a fight to a cartoon frog. She's and great that's for amazing. entertainment. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, go Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. Go Hillary Clinton. Um. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I'll let you go. I appreciate the uh, interesting question and then your responses as well. But um, have a good night, my man. Thanks a lot. It's probably be a delay here, so I'll just bump you out. But you will hear it in the stream. Uh, da, 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 da. uh, show us your dog. I, I can't right now because I got a light that's kind of blocking the doors. So I'd have to move everything around. Plus, we'll probably have to wind down a little bit. But like I said, this seems like something that's going to work long term as opposed to try it out once. So I will probably do this again. We'll we'll stick to it Wednesday nights. I usually do gaming streams Wednesday nights at nine Eastern. They I don't care about them honestly. Not a lot of people show up to them. So this is a better use of time. We'll stick to this Wednesday nights at nine. So next time, I'll bring my dog. Uh, I, I promise you, I promise you next time, I promise you next time. Let's see. Let's see if we can get another question. Um, how about Joey? What's up, Joey? 
Hey, what's up? Uh, nothing much. What's on your mind, man? I want to ask you about your YouTube channel. You yeah. have 27,000 subscribers right now. And yes. I mean, personally, I believe your content's really good. I assume everybody here would agree with me on that point. Um, but I want to know what you think about the growth of your channel, where you think the direct or the direction of it is. Um, obviously, you talked earlier about how it wasn't sustainable at its current level. But what kind of things are you doing to grow your channel? Do you feel like it's growing the rate you want it to grow? That kind of stuff. I'd like to hear about that. Uh, you know, I don't. Um, I'm I'm very happy with the direction of the content, and I, I truly do believe that I'm making the best stuff now that I ever have. Um, maybe not like I've always enjoyed writing it and kind of thinking of the ideas in my head, but before starting all this, I didn't know anything about like video production and how to make things look good and sound good. And honestly, I'm still kind of figuring that out as I go. So, um, but, but as a complete package, I think I'm making the best stuff now that I ever have. Um, and, uh, and I'm really enjoying my time doing it. And my only measure for success, I, you know, I think of, I think I have a few, my measures for success are, am I enjoying the time I'm putting into it? And the answer right now is yes, absolutely. And then the other measure for success I have is like, is the channel a little bit bigger today than it was yesterday? And that's always the case. Am I blowing up? Like the, am I, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers or millions of subscribers? No, but I, I do think I have something that's a little more niche that isn't necessarily, um, bound to grow on like the viral level, to be honest, I'm not trying to make like shock in your face content. I'm not trying to make wildly funny things. I want to make something consistent that, uh, people will bring in as part of their daily, weekly lives. Like people want to set aside time to watch it. Like that's the ultimate dream, the ultimate goal. And, um, and I think I'm pretty close to that. So, and you, you speak about, um, sustainability. It's definitely not financially sustainable right now, but, um, but it could be. And that, you know, that's why I'm taking time off and I'm going to try to do the best I can with some time that I've bought myself. And at the end of it, when, you know, when I need to get some more income, I'll use this to, uh, to leverage something that I think will be a, a better use of my time, something more aligned with um, my interests and, and having fun and things. So, I don't know when that's going to be. I think probably sometime early in, in the new year. Uh, but all I can say, man, is, is I am incredibly, I'm having a ton of fun doing it. I feel incredibly fortunate. Like people, people kind of think sometimes I think, I uh, think that YouTube is, is fairly easy that it's just like, well, you sit down and you talk about whatever you make a video, you put it out. It's, it's easy to make crappy videos for sure. Is it easy to grow an audience that wants to see your stuff regularly, very difficult, very difficult. And is it easy to produce stuff that looks and sounds good regularly? Very hard, many hours, um, and a lot of thought put into it. And, but I enjoy doing it and, and I'm so happy and thankful that people enjoy viewing it. Cause this is something I, I have a passion for this work. Unlike, uh, unlike any other work I've done before. So that's kind of long-winded. I, I don't know if that gets at your question or not. No, yeah. Thank you very much for the substantive answer. I do have one last question on the same mm -hmm. line of thought. Um, in general, do you think that the way that YouTube commentary is going, you got people like yourself, um, I don't know if you'd group yourself in with people like Sargon of Akkad, Dave Rubin, um, just the names off the top of my head. But those, are, those, those are people I really look up to. For yeah, sure. exactly. So you could see yourself in, in the same category as them because the content you produce, at least in my eyes, and I assume in some others, is is very similar. So my question, though, is 
uh, in general, do you think this category is poised to replace the mainstream media over the next decade or, or two? Well, that's, think- that's one thing to wonder, man. And that's what's really interesting is like, the, okay, so this is, there's one comment that I get sometimes that is, uh, I take as a huge compliment, but I also find incredibly troublesome and worrisome. And that is when people say things like, something along the lines of like, Oh, thank you for being my source on this. Or thank you for being like a a news source or some kind of like journalist or something. I'm really uncomfortable with that. Cause that's, I don't, I don't picture myself as that. I just go out on the internet and find what's available and offer my thoughts on it. I'm not someone doing like on scene original reporting. And so you have kind of, you have several factors at play. One is that like people are just moving away from TV in general and moving onto the internet and, and that is in our favor. But you also have this weird dynamic where so much of TV media clearly has an agenda to pursue and, and there's nothing wrong with having an agenda or an, uh, something, you know, objective you're trying to achieve as long as you're upfront and honest about it. Like, of course I offer opinion and analysis, but it's very clearly opinion and analysis. Um, I mean, to answer your question, do I think one is going to replace the other? I don't know if like independent YouTubers are going to replace like big journalism outlets. Well, I mean, collectively, but but yeah, but I mean, the, if we just go by the numbers, cable subscriptions down, 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 um, you know, internet, I I don't know about YouTube, but I'm going to guess that like views, subscriptions, unique users, uh, those types of things on YouTube, I'm going to guess they're climbing. And if you speak about the channels that you referenced, the Sargons, the Dave Rubens, uh, Steven Crowders, people like that, numbers up, 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 up. And, and that's true for a lot of people on YouTube in general, but one is increasing, one is declining. And so if I had to pick an industry to be in, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd just from like a viability perspective, I, I think this is the one to choose. Um, I feel so. Yeah. I mean, I feel optimistic for, for where I can go here, but I also feel optimistic for kind of the, the venue or the platform in general, maybe not YouTube specifically, cause they're getting weird with a lot of their, their policies, but ultimately, you know, a, a free speech platform on the internet will be, uh, the direction we go. I think. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. appreciate all the kind words you guys uh i'm waiting for someone to come in and tell me i am terrible so if that's you if you want to talk shit uh let's let's talk shit um tucky i swear i will do it next week i'm not i'm not doing the um the dog tonight how do i feel about leafy i hate i don't like to take shit talking questions necessarily leafy is very successful for who he appeals to that person is not me I understand. I get it. I think, you know, Leafy is to me is very clearly power, uh, powerful and, and influential with people in the range of like 10 to 15. I'm guessing, uh, it's not my stuff. It's not my stuff. And I, I don't find it valuable. I find it just kind of annoying, but you know, he's, he's where he is and I'm not there. So at the end of the day, all he has to do is point to that subscriber and view count and be like, don't care. You suck. So, you know, checkmate for Leafy. Okie doke. Uh, let's see if we can get another caller in. Ooh, uh, let's bring in Rhino, man. I know Rhino. He's just getting a, challenge, a channel started, actually. I'll have a few brief words. Mr. Rhino. What's up, man? 
How's it going, Matt? I'm good. Uh, glad to see you hanging out in the call. So I figured I'd just give you a couple minutes because you just started a channel and you're always shit posting on Twitter and all that stuff. So maybe some people will check it out. But if you guys find Brash Rhino on Twitter and check out that YouTube channel. Yeah, thanks. It's, uh, it's, good it's my only talent. <laughs> shit posting? I, yeah, there, pretty much shit posting yeah. is, my, uh, is my one true talent. I think it's a calling from our Lord and Savior Harambe. <laughs> well, I got to say, like, I'll bump you up your volume a little bit. I think you're a little soft here. But um, I got to say, man, uh, while we're speaking by voice, because actually you and I probably have never spoken by voice. Actually, we never have, I don't think, right? I've just seen your videos. That's how I know your voice. Yeah, no, we've never spoken. I got to say, like, on behalf of the podcast, so on Blonde's behalf, we have a lot of fun doing that show, and I'm really happy that we decided to do it. And one of the things that makes it really fun is this band of shit posters on Twitter and in the chat that, and you know, in the comments and everywhere, that's pretty reliable. <laughs> I don't know. Just on behalf of the show, thank you guys for what you do. Cause you, we rage between each other cause we're always sharing stories and getting pissed about whatever the black lives matter stuff is or the terrorist stuff is or whatever the bad news of the day is. And there's always some like Harambe memes or, um, I don't know, just weird, weird Photoshop work you guys do. And I don't know, definitely makes things funnier. Glad to help. It's, uh, it's, you know, pretty much the highlight of my day. <laughs> uh, anything you want to chat about? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I guess, uh, I guess you could call us the band of deplorables. Uh, yeah. You know, special yeah, yeah. coming out soon. <laughs> Ten yeah. part miniseries band of horribles. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, so such a that's probably going to be the quote of the election. I would think every quote kind of or every election kind of have has its gaffe. Some people wouldn't even call it a gaffe, but I think that was a pretty significant gaffe on her part. And if she loses, oh, that's going to sure. be one of those things they go back to and reevaluate, reevaluate. And what's interesting is it was not off the cuff, man. She said it twice. Um, it was clearly planned. It was off the teleprompter. This is something this it's so weird that this is something and the Pepe stuff that somebody sat down and thought this is a good strategic idea. Yeah. It's insane that she has a room, you know, of what she thinks is probably an enormous amount, you know, a great pool of talent, like top of the line, Yale, Harvard people. And this is what they come up with. Yeah. Let's call every, let's call half of the electorate basket of deplorables great idea <laughs> yeah man um yeah well we'll see we'll see what happens uh, i fire hillary fire your strategist and bring in someone else it's not working definitely right, not dude. working i'm gonna see if i can get a couple more um in here before i finish up but it's uh it's been a pleasure thanks for supporting my stuff and i hope uh your stuff will hope people will check up your check out your stuff as well it's brash rhino you can is it at brash rhino on twitter it's uh, at the brash rain. The brash rain. You can find them there, and I think your channel's linked there too, right? Yeah, it is definitely cool. All right, well, have a good night, man. Thanks, man. Good talking to you. I saw a question in the chat. Uh, are my ancestors from Scandinavia? Correct. Danish. Danish. My name is Danish. Let's see. Let's see. I got. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm running out of time, you guys. So, um, Lalina. If you can figure out how to get your mic unmuted, we'll have a chat. Um, Emmett, did I talk to Emmett? I can't remember. We'll bring Emmett in here. Emmett, 
What's up, man? You're in. Emmett. We will try... Let's try Joe. Joe, you're in. What's up, man? But you got to unmute yourself. Do I watch Mr. Robot? I have heard it is excellent, but I have not yet seen it. Um, Emmett, you are, um, you are unmuted, but I can't hear you. So we'll keep it going. Holy cow. So many, uh, I'm sorry guys. I'm not gonna be able to get to everyone. So I'm just going to have to, Ooh, I got to bring, uh, I got to bring Taylor in if you're in here. Cause Taylor, Taylor is a patron of, uh, my stuff and, and the podcast. So Taylor, uh, if you can unmute yourself, Happy to have a chat real quick. Star Wars or, or Star Trek. Uh, I, I, look, I'm a Star Wars guy and I shouldn't talk shit about Star Trek because I just haven't seen it. So uh, I love Star Wars though. And yes, I even love the new trilogy by which I mean the like mid 2000s trilogy. And um, I have my complaints with uh, The Force Awakens, but it's still Star Wars. Stefan Molyneux has an IQ of yours cubed. Good. There's the shit talking that I was, uh, that I was asking for favorite TV show. Oh, um, let's see. I can name a few. So, I mean, the, the stereotypical answer is true, but I, you know, breaking bad was great. Currently I really like, um, I also like better call Saul. I just finished stranger things, which was awesome. Really loved sons of anarchy. Got through that, but who, uh, Taylor, man, what's up? I can hear you. Hey, uh, can you hear me? I can. What's going on? And thank you for supporting uh, our stuff, dude. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I actually am at work and I was a little scared ah. that my headset would not work. What do you do for work? Uh, I am a manager to Jimmy John's in Baltimore. Ah, well, if I'm ever in Baltimore, I will come in. To truth be told, uh, I have a longstanding disagreement with many friends because I consider Jimmy John's to be a not as good fast food sandwich chain compared to say like Quiznos or Subway. But that is not a knock against you. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it's they're, they're deli style sandwiches. What can you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're splitting hairs when we're trying to talk about. I always I always have the same. I mean, when people try to talk about like, you know, McDonald's is way better than Wendy's, way better than uh, Carl's Jr. or whatever. It's like, yeah, I mean, there are preferences, but we're splitting hairs here where it's effectively the same thing. But um, what's all, on your mind, dude? You got anything to talk about? Um, I had a couple of questions. I yeah. was uh, wondering if uh, you're a fan of the Ruben Report. Hello? I'm, a, I'm a patron, dude. Uh, Emmett, dude, hold on one oh. sec and I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll hang on. With you. Okay. Cool, man. Yes, I'm a patron of the Room Report. I love, dude, uh, Dave is like my, um, what's the term? It's like my political kindred spirit. That's that's the term I use. Because I, I like him, watch what has happened to the left in horror It's and, and confusion. <laughs> And, uh, and his show has been awesome. And I respect, I love his show. I respect his show and that he hosts people of whatever opinion and, and gives everybody equal time. And he just does a really good job. So I really look up to Dave. Um, have you uh, talked to him about trying to get on the show yourself? No, no, but he does follow me on Twitter. So I know his eyes are there. Um, 
So maybe it'll happen. But I, here's the thing is, I happen to think that it's quite rude to invite yourself onto someone else's platform. I don't do that. And honestly, I don't like it when people do it to me, uh, which happens more than I would like. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't invite myself over to someone else's house. I don't invite myself onto someone else's show. If Dave wants me on his show, I will absolutely go on his show. But the way I look at it, like, I have to earn my way onto that. And I have to make myself, I have to make it so that people want to see me on there. And so Dave wants to see me on there. I don't want to be on there because I, please, Dave, like, let me on your show. No, I want to be on there because like, I'm, because uh, I'm not ignorable. You know, you want to be on there for the right reasons. So maybe someday, right. but I'm working towards it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I I found your your show a little while ago, maybe like four or five months ago. Oh, and so pretty recent then. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Um, yeah. It was definitely it was definitely interesting hearing an opinion that wasn't quite right and wasn't quite left at the same time. And depends who you ask. It kind of hit a string. <laughs> depends who it, you it ask. It kind of hit a string. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, all ideologies fail at some point. There's no such thing as an ideology that never has any flaw given the right set of facts. So, you know, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know where I stand anymore politically. I can't tell you. I, I, I can tell you I've voted historically, but I'm not voting that way this election. I don't know. I just know that there's a hell of a lot of bullshit on the left now like whatever's going on with the liberals get your house in order like these authoritarian social justice warriors and actually you know maybe i, sh I shouldn't say that to them it's on me to like get there to get the house in order too as someone who's a party to that so, so or maybe i just bail but i think you know what like and dave would be in that category too but i think what he's doing which is just like you know, I thought it was a liberal value to discuss any and all ideas. I thought that's what was going on here. And may the best idea win. Somehow that got lost. That value is not important anymore. So right. I, uh, I'm always getting in a, a ton of uh, discussions with people on Facebook that I used to go to school with because yeah. uh, Baltimore is 60% uh, black. So yeah. going to high school was fine. There weren't any issues. Everyone could talk and it didn't seem like a problem. And Recently, a lot of the alumnus that I'm friends with on Facebook, I see them arguing and calling each other racist because they have disagreeing opinions. And I was like, you guys were so close in high school and before you could talk about anything and it wasn't a big deal. And now you're, you know, you're throwing the racist word around that really has no meaning anymore because yeah. you don't like what he said. I'm like, well, he's not saying anything against you. He's asking you questions and you're getting upset. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man, something weird's going on, but um, I don't know. Maybe if Trump wins, he can get it all in order. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow Trump is our only hope, I guess. At least, I don't know. I don't know how this happened. I have no idea. I'm just trying to sort it out case by case. Ugh. Um, anyway, dude, I'll probably uh, see what Emmett has to say here, but um, I appreciate it very much. I appreciate your support for our show and the encouragement and all that stuff. And I know we'll be talking uh, later next month for sure. So uh, be in touch anytime, man. Yeah, no worries. Uh, definitely second that uh, you are an inspiration to uh, to a lot of us to speak our minds. Far too kind. Far too kind. Uh, seriously, someone needs to come in and, and not boost my ego. Someone needs to come in and talk shit. We need to get that that happening. Thanks, man. Have a good night. All right, take it easy. Call from Covington, K. Bye. Uh, Emmett, what's up, man? 
What's up? Can I get okay, so I have a, oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm gonna a ring in the background. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, okay, here's my question. Sure. Okay. So in your video with you went around interviewing the protesters, you said that you weren't uh, conservative. I want to know your official stance, conservative or liberal, because you you have mentioned that you're not exactly conservative. But what I want to know is what are you really? See, well, see, this is it's actually very difficult for me to define at present. So I'm trying to figure out what my political home is. And the reason I don't necessarily identify as conservative is because I don't identify as a social conservative. So uh, like a lot of the issues um, that are kind of now decided, but where I've stand historically, like I still I, I very much believe you should be able to marry the person that you want. A social conservative might say, well, we need to kind of uh, yeah. the, we need to. Um, prioritize one man, one woman, and that, you know, not necessarily punish gay people, but marriage should be an institution of one man, one woman, you know, just a lot of social conservative policies that I don't necessarily ascribe to. I think I, I'm much more of a cultural libertarian and believe that if you can do what you want, uh, provided you're not harming other people, that's kind of a broad way of explaining it, but uh, without getting into the, the details. So that's why I don't necessarily uh, align with the social conservatives. Additionally, historically, and this is something I'm questioning now, like I've questioned everything because I was mentioning earlier, I've really come around on, on guns, man. Like I don't identify with the Democratic Party on guns really at all. And I guess maybe that's how I've kind of come into social uh, or cultural libertarianism even more. But historically, you know, I have kind of had a view that um, there is good investment that the government can make that private business might not necessarily do. Like we, we need infrastructure, we need quality schools, we need quality, uh, you, you know, you name it. Uh, I, I, I've thought that like the government has a role in making public investment that benefits everybody. However, I've even been questioning that, you know, it's like, uh, Back when I thought, you know, the government could solve a lot of problems and, and should solve a lot of problems, I genuinely believed that kind of lazy people who want to take advantage of the system was not really a common thing and that everybody wanted to work hard if they were given an opportunity and maybe government just kind of had a role in providing some good opportunity where it's lacking. Over yeah, the last definitely. year or so, yeah. I, I, like, I, I see tons of people who have plenty of opportunity before them and choose not to take advantage of it. And that's something I can't feel sympathy for or, or a debt to. So I really don't know, man. I, I, I don't know where I stand on a lot of the issues of like, what's the government's role in taxation and public investment and education and healthcare. I'm kind of at this political identity crisis moment questioning that in my head. But what I do know is that where possible, you know, freedom is the best, the best policy. People should be given freedom to the maximum extent pol uh, possible until they start to infringe on each other. So yeah. I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's where I end up is kind of in that libertarian camp and kind of what goes along with that is maybe a little more fiscal conservatism and believing that a smaller government from a financial perspective is beneficial yeah. too. I wish I had a better answer for you. The only no, thing no, I can tell you is like, I'm trying to listen to as many people as I can and figure it, yeah. figure it out. So yeah, it, I think it's interesting. You mentioned the, uh, the laziness of people. I was watching videos today on uh, fat pride. And I think that a lot of times, yeah, I know. I, th I think a lot of the times people have pride in something that's extremely unhealthy is because they don't actually want to work to it. They just want to own up to it because that's a lot easier, especially and the same goes for race. I mean, they don't want to actually own up a lot of people. They don't want to actually own up to 
not wanting to work. They just yeah. want to own up that they're oppressed. Yeah. And this, this is like, this is what is so off-putting about Black Lives Matter to me right now. It, it's yeah, of course. And that's what I'm it's, working on right now because what's going on in Charlotte is just horrific, horrific. And it's like. I get the the former liberal in me and what's left of the liberal in me gets it that like if you live in an urban center where there aren't good jobs and where the school is shit, it's very difficult to become a successful person out of that environment. And so, you know, someone who grows up in an affluent suburb is already way ahead because they don't have the crime. They have way more opportunity and they get way better education. I get that for sure. And I could be persuaded like does government have a role in improving opportunity in these communities? I could be persuaded on that. What what it means is it's, it's a deal like anything else. If you were going to say, okay, we society are going to provide some additional, we're going to do what we can to provide better opportunity in these places. It's still on you to take advantage of those opportunities. So, that means being introspective. That means considering what you can do to take advantage uh, of opportunity before you, what you can do to be the best version of yourself possible. And from Black Lives Matter, I never hear any of that. I never hear introspection. I never hear consideration of what the individual can do to better himself or herself. It's nope, your fault, your fault, your fault. Give me stuff, give me stuff, give me more stuff. And maybe if you give me a little bit more, then maybe we'll call it even, but probably not. It's awful. And it's a poisonous, poisonous ideology. Like, I mean, we talk about it on the podcast too. Like you think, you think about that if you were raised and I don't know how you were raised as a kid, but I was raised to believe I could be what I want and do what I want. If I gave it my best effort, if I was raised instead to believe, nope, sorry, Matt, you can't do things on account of the color of your skin. And everyone hates you because of the color of your skin. If I was indoctrinated to believe that, why would I ever try? Why would I exactly. ever try? Yeah. Ben Shapiro says it best. He says in the debate with uh, the three Black Lives Matters activists, he says, uh, or the two, he's talking about how they're, they're never going to succeed in, succeed in a society that they believe oppresses them. It's kind of it's yeah. ridiculous. I always tell my friends who are black, just don't believe or try not to believe and try to believe in yourself that you can actually succeed in an environment where they're all telling you you can't because you're never going to succeed in a, an environment where you're, feeling oppressed or you believe that you're oppressed. I always tell all my black friends that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of times I don't take it well. Of course. I mean, yeah, you can, you can acknowledge that there might be some, still some elements of unfairness, but that doesn't mean that everyone owes you everything and you get to, and you owe nothing in response. I I don't, it's poison, dude. We gotta, we gotta, we need some kind of cultural reformation and I don't know who's going to do that, but like, look, any of you guys know, like, some young Martin Luther King really need him. Really <laughs> yeah. need him. Please. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Great talking to you. Thank yeah, you. Man. Have a good night. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks so much. Okay. Um, people, I look to be honest, this was actually way more people showed up to this than I expected. And way more people wanted to I talk. I love you, Skag. <laughs> Skag is great. Okay. You get the last word. You get, you, you got anything you want to talk about? Okay, um, so I have a Muslim friend, right? And okay. he claims that even though in his Quran it says tons of hateful things, that his religion isn't hateful. And I said, well, how can you say that you believe in most of it, but not all of it? What's the point of believing in any of it if you think most of it's bullshit? I mean, but, uh, so, well, did you have a question on it or just? Well, yeah. What are your thoughts? What do you think uh, you would say to him if you were in this like situation. Well, I mean, to me, he sounds like he's 
probably a secular Muslim, which is great. And by that, I mean, he has his faith and it's personal to him, but he doesn't sound like the type of guy that's going to say, oh, and also you will believe this and you will uh, ad- adapt your culture to align with these values. I, he sounds like the, he, or his family or whoever sounds like the type that wants to practice their religion in the privacy of their home or wherever. And, and, Allahu have, Akbar. <laughs> and have it, um, and have it be their own, their own private personal experience. I have no problem with that. Absolutely none. Um, does he deny that it's a force for actual oppression and bad things globally? Does he not believe that? He thinks that like no real Muslims are bad and everybody who like, like ISIS is fake Muslims or something like that is really stupid. No, they're just very, very Muslim. But I mean, Islam is life for those people and Islam is probably not life for him. But I don't, I mean, it's hard for me to say without knowing him personally, but sounds like the type of person that can mesh Western secular democratic values and his own religion because he keeps them separate as pretty much everyone else does. And that's great. I have no issue with, with someone who wants to do that, but the, you know, there is people who deny that every Muslim majority country is a terrible place for gays, women, non-Muslims, really even Muslims, actually, it's just a bad place economically, socially, every objective measure. They're not good places to live. If you deny that, you're living in you're living in a la la land. Uh, there is no like Muslim dominated utopia where everything's great and the economy's booming and people are free. Uh, there's no such thing. There's every place it has power turns to a very very bad place for pretty much everyone, and even um, Westernized secular, quote unquote moderate Muslims, typically typically a reasonable one will acknowledge that, but. If you don't acknowledge that, uh, you're living in another world, I guess. I was just wondering if you'd ever do a podcast with Frida. I thought that your contrasting opinions were pretty cool in the uh, Triggered podcast. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't ever say absolutely not. Uh, I just, I don't think, so I did do um, the last episode of Triggered and I, and I just haven't really spoken to, uh, and this was about maybe a month ago. I haven't really spoken to Frito since I left that podcast at the time of the, this last podcast a month ago, he said like he was very explicit and he said, I don't like talking about all these world issues cause it's depressing and uh, just it puts me in a bad mood and I don't like it. I like playing video games and I like making overwatch videos and he's doing that and he's very successful in that and kind of take him at his word that he doesn't want to talk about a lot of this stuff that I do want to talk about. So I don't know that our, what we want to make is very aligned right now, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't close the door on it. I don't have any, there's no, there's no lingering like personal dispute or anything like that. But, um, but there are, I mean, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't plan on that happening either, to be honest. All right. I'll not take up any more of your time. Goodbye. All right, cool. Well, thanks, ma'am. Have a great night. Okay. So as I was saying, this was actually way better and cooler and more fun and more successful than I thought. So this is way better than my gaming streams. I will try to commit to doing this uh, Wednesday nights at nine in lieu of the gaming streams with maybe possible exception if I really want to, if there's some new game, whatever. Point is, this is something I'll, I'll commit to continuing. So that is the consolation I will offer to those of you. I'm sorry I can't get to everyone. It's just it's too much, so many questions, uh, so many people wanting to chat. It's a good problem to have. 
It's a good problem to have and I really appreciate it. So people, thank you tons for supporting my channel. I don't say it a lot because I don't like... <laughs> All right, there's still people hanging out in the voice chat here. Um, but uh, I'll clear it out so we don't get any more rude interruptions, you jerks. Um, I don't like to do just like the obligatory sappy like thank you video all the time. Seriously. It, it's what really, really no, Oh, no, Matt's on the call. Ah, hey, what's up? Matt, go away. Shut we're talking about debates. Oh we're, talking about, we're talking about discussion. No, I can't do it. I can't put it back. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I put myself in the noise room. Uh, production issues I'll fix as we go on. But everybody, have a great night. We'll do it again. Get people in. Sorry, I can't get to everybody. Get a producer. I can't. I don't have enough money to put food in my own mouth off YouTube, let alone hire somebody off YouTube. So, goals. Hashtag goals. We'll get there someday. Got to put in the work. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I, of course, will be back with another video later in the week. Podcast will be on Sunday as usual. I'll do this every Wednesday. I'm never too far away. Twitter, email. Uh, what else? You can find me. I, I, I'm, Twitter's the best place to talk to me anytime. I see and respond to all my tweets. So, Find me there. Have a great night, everybody. I've talked long enough. Good night.